You're listening to the weekly podcast of a People of God Church in Jamestown, North Carolina. We pray you enjoy today's message. All right, so so I want to look at, at another man now. His name is Naaman. Over in the book of, is it 2 Kings, y'all? Over in the book of 2 Kings, there's a man named Naaman. Now, Naaman is a big shot. Just going to tell you, Naaman is, is big stuff. He, he's, he's a captain in the army of Syria. All right? He's a captain in the army. The, the issue is Naaman also is a leper. He has leprosy. Now, I, I, I can't imagine the kind of person you got to be to achieve that level of rank and success as a leper. That's crazy. What Naaman has overcome. But no, no matter how high his rank, no matter how much his economic situation changed, there's some stuff money can't fix. So there's Naaman now, and Na- Naaman is, is going on about this leprosy, and, and, he, and there's, a, there's a girl who's a slave in Naaman's camp, and she's a Hebrew. And she says, hey, there's a prophet in Israel that can cure leprosy. But, you know, Naaman's a big shot. So this is what Naaman does, because Naaman's a Syrian. Israel's another country. Naaman goes to his king and says, uh, king of Syria, will you talk to the king of Israel and have him make this man heal me? So the king of Syria sends a letter to the king of Israel and say, listen, I understand you got a prophet over there. I got a man who is very important to me uh, and you need to heal him. You need to get him healed. The king of Israel goes into a panic because at this time in history, Israel's a little country. Syria's a big country. And now the king of Syria done put a demand on him. And he said, I can't heal nobody left. How are you going to put that on me? And what's he going to do if I can't do it? So he goes into grief and mourning, tears his clothes, sit down in ashes. And word gets to the prophet Elisha that the king of Israel done tore his clothes and sitting down crying. And Elisha says, Why is he crying as if there's not a prophet in Israel? Glory to God. I understand why Naaman is crying. They ain't got no prophet in Syria. But why is he crying when there's a prophet? He's crying as if there's no prophet here. Why is people in a people of God crying as if there's no prophet in a people of God? Why are you crying as if Jesus hadn't died for your sins? Why are you crying as if the blood's not speaking better promises than that of Abel? Why are you crying as if there's some weapon formed against you that can prosper? Why are you crying as if there's something that can separate you from the love of God? Why are you crying? When Christ shed his tears to purchase your joy, So Elisha said, why is he crying? And they said, well, well, he's crying because, you know, the the king of Syria is saying he got to heal the captain of his army, you know, or else. So about that time, Naaman is on his way to see Elisha. 
And that's where the story picks up because, you know, Naaman's a big shot. So Naaman, verse 9, 2 Kings chapter 5, Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. So now he, here, is, here is Naaman. Now this ain't how everybody rolled. This is how he rolled. This, you know, this is the double R Rolls Royce Phantom. He rolls up with his chariot and his horses to the door. And Elisha sent a messenger. <laughs> Can you imagine? President Biden gets on Air Force One, flies to another country and lands, and, and they send the maid to tell him something. The head of state don't come out the house. The secretary of state don't come down the steps. They just send back, go, go tell him that. That's what Elisha just did to Naaman. Sent a messenger to him and told him, go wash in the Jordan River seven times and your flesh shall come again to you and you shall be clean. But Naaman was wroth. He got mad. Sometimes your, your, your ego is blocking your transformation. If you wasn't such a big shot, you could get healed. If you wasn't so important, you could get delivered. If you weren't so educated, you could be set free. Sometimes our own success turns into our worst enemy. That's what happened to Naaman here. So Naaman was wroth and went away, turned on his heel and walked off. I thought he would surely come out to me. Naaman had, <laughs> this is what he, this, <laughs> the words I thought will kill your blessing. <laughs> Why? Because my ways are not. I thought he would surely come out to me and stand. Naaman got this all pictured out. And call on the name of Yahweh his God and strike his head. Because he watched, you know, Naaman watched TV. He know how people get healed. He's seen it before. That's what they do. He was probably ready to fall down and get healed. So, so I thought he was going to do it and recover the leper. Now, what happens? Next verse. Besides, he told me to go wash in the Jordan River. But what about the Abana River? What about the Farper River in Damascus? The, the, you know, you know, you, you see in the Mediterranean, it's clear. The Jordan River looked like a deep creek. So he said, number one, he didn't come out. He didn't raise his hands. He didn't lay hands on me. He didn't call on the name of the Lord. I didn't fly from the front of the room to the back of the room. The band didn't play. The music didn't play. The trumpets didn't blow. The heavens didn't open. And then besides that, he picked the dirty river. If you want to summarize what Naaman is saying in one sentence, Naaman is saying, what kind of stuff is this? Why can't I wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. He was that close. 
I bet you there have been times when you and I were that close. But we thought we were that close, but we imagined. We were that close, but the way we had it figured. We were that close, but our plans had it this way. So Naaman turned around. And then his servants came and said, My father, if the prophet had asked you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? I'm going to tell you, God's about to ask you to do something simple. I'm not going to ask you. Just, just y'all relax. The offering plate is not coming back around. You know, sometimes... The, some of these preachers will set you up. And this ain't a setup. But what he's saying is, if he had asked you to do some big dramatic thing, you would have done it. But all he said was, wash and be clean. What's more? <laughs> wash, be clean. Ain't that simple? Wash, be clean. Verse number 14. So then he went down. He said, well, might as well. God's going to ask you to do something. You need to at least give him a might as well. So he went down, dipped himself seven times according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came out again like the flesh of a little child and he was clean. The problem, the challenge, the, the, the stigma that he had yesterday. is out of his life forever. Why? Because he's walking in a higher dimension of the kingdom. I'm going to show you one more minute. We're going to be done. I want you in a higher dimension of the king. I don't care how good your life is. There's a higher dimension. And I don't care how big your problems seem. There is a dimension not where they're solved, where they're gone. I'm going to show you now. Luke chapter 5. Y'all ready? This is Christ now. Christ has it's been, it's been preaching to the people, and, and he was up against uh, the Sea of Galilee, I believe it was. Yeah, and, 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 and there were so many people, he asked for a boat so he could push out because the people were pressing him literally up against the water. So he could push out, put some distance, so the people could see and hear him. So when he was done, now Simon let him hold his boat. So he says, Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. Draught, D-R-A-U, not drought, draught. Draught means a huge catch. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Verse uh, 5. Then Simon answered, yes, sir. Is that what he said? Of course. Is that what he said? No. You know what Simon started talking about? 
yesterday. I'm telling you, it's very few people in today. So Simon says, we fished all night. And I'm not going to say it to your face, but we fishermen, and we know night is when you fish around here. We fished all night and didn't catch anything. It happens like that. We fishermen. That's the way life is. Sometimes the fish are biting, sometimes the fish not biting. Our problems have to do with other fish biting. That's the problems on my level. I, I'm struggling right now because, you know, I got employees. I got people waiting on their check. We came out here and, and didn't know fish bite all night. <sighs> not only that, we done rinsed off the boat. We done cleaned out the nets. You might not know this, Lord, but that, that, wa that water is not good on nets. After you go fishing, you have to go up. Then you have to wash them off with fresh water. Otherwise, they'll decay and break down. The nets are expensive around here. So we're going to do this. Not only that, we're going to have to go out there. We're going to drop the net back again. We're going to have to come back in here. We're going to have to rewash the nets. And it's already lunchtime. These are the problems on Peter's level, on Simon's level. But Simon ain't no dummy. He ain't smart, but he ain't dumb. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I'm, I'm not doing this because it makes no sense. I'm not doing this because it's going to work. It ain't going to work. I'm doing it because you asked me to. That's what made Simon different from Naaman. They both had their own reasoning. They both had their own history. They both had their own thought process going. But... Simon is at least willing to do it, not because he thinks it's going to work, but just to please you. God's about to ask you to do something. You ain't going to think it works. That's all right. Just do it because he's going to smile. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And, and when they had done this, they enclosed what? A great multitude. Y'all heard me say this before. Of what? Of what? Is that a word? What's the plural of fish? It's fish. It's so many fish, he couldn't call it fish. It's so many he had to call it fishes. It's like saying my feet. <laughs> yeah, y'all catching on to me. I'm quick. You gotta, you gotta stay awake. Caught a great multitude of fish, so much 
that the net broke. So then they call his partners. Because, you know, Peter got an LLC. It's a business. Sometimes you're missing your, break, your, your, your blessing because you ain't set up right. Come on, come on now. Come on. You, you, you can't pour the oil until you got the vessel for the oil to go with. Telling y'all, this 24 crowns down is about to be powerful. That man about to come up. He was, he, he was one word away. So he beckoned to his partners because they profit sharing. They were in the other ship. Huh. Y'all, I'm trying to finish. I'm almost done. But, but let me give you a word of advice. If Christ tell you to take your ship out, take every one of them out. He took one. The, the least he could do was say he did it. There no sense in us having to rewash all the debts. So they got out there. The net broke. What if they had all gone out there and dropped a net? Are you listening to me? Obey as fully and completely as you can. Let me go on the board. Obey fully. So he comes out there. The net starts to break. He called the partners in the other ship to come help. They come fill up both ships. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you Jesus' problem. It's so many fish shiz, that it started to sink the boat. They had to stop hauling in fish shiz. Otherwise, they weren't going to make it back to shore. Because he didn't tell them to go into the shallow. He told them to go into the Peter's problems are on the level of artificial biting. Jesus' problems are on the level of do you have enough boats? You see the levels? This problem, these problems Peter talking about, not are the nets clean, do you have enough nets? Not is the boat clean, do you have enough boats? Peter is trying to multiply fish. Christ is multiplying boats. Why? Because he's operating on a higher dimension. The difference is not the dimension. Peter is standing there. Jesus is standing there. Two men standing on the same shore of the same sea, both of them, now I'm about to say, so, this, this is a thing men say, this is for us men. 
It's the dumbest thing. Don't ever say this. He put his pants on the same way I do. Okay, so Peter and Jesus put their pants on the same way, but they in two different dimensions. They standing there, two men, same shore, same sea, same nets, same boat, leaving in two different worlds. Peter is wondering if the fish biting, Jesus wondering if this boy got enough boats. And I'm telling you, there's a dimension where you're going to be sitting in the same chair you're sitting in, driving the same car you're driving, going to the same house you're going to, but none of the problems they got today are going to exist. You're going to answer a whole new set of questions. That ain't advice, that's prophecy. When Simon Peter saw it, we finally got back. Because now you got to understand what just happened. I got to put this in modern terms. Old boy just came up. Old boy just got the, the Department of Defense contract. Google just bought him out. He, he, he gone from working class to quitting my job. He quit his job that day. He had enough. He ain't worried about getting up in the morning. Not for fish. Christ just solved his economic dilemma. Not solved it for the day, solved it for good. The boy set. And whatever problem you got, he can solve it for good. Not he can solve it. The solution is there. It's waiting on the version of you who lives in that dimension instead of this one. And when Simon saw it, he realized, oh, this is qualitatively different. He fell down at Jesus' knees. And say, oh, God, I'm just a sinner. Verse 9, for he was astonished in all that were with him at the drought of the fish that they had taken. Verse 10, so was James and John, the sons of De Zebedee, which were partners with Simon, because they had filed the paperwork. And Jesus said to Simon, fear not, I'm about to give you a whole new set of issues. You ain't got to worry about fish ever again. From now on, you're going to catch men. Hope you enjoyed that fishing trip. Because it should be your last. Now, can I tell you a secret? And I'm closing. Y'all keep it, keep it running through the prayer. It wasn't his last. He walked with Christ and never lacked anything for the next three years. Then when Christ was crucified, it says Peter, James, and John went back to their nets. Jesus had to come walking out on the shore. What y'all doing? 
fishing? So you can go back. But we'll, we'll worry about that first. Let's get there. All right, y'all stand up. Let me tell you how this works. You say, Pastor, what's the process? This the process. He's got to untangle you. Yeah. He's got to untangle you. There's stuff in you that can't go there. That's the only problem. There's stuff in you that can't go there. Imagine you got, you know, a hundred foot extension cord and it's all tangled up. You've, you've done that snare before, right? Then you, you, you start looking and you start unraveling it one part at a time. The cord will never untangle itself. It'll sit there a hundred years tangled until something bigger than it who can see the whole thing can come and start pulling on this end and pulling on that end. If the cord could talk, it would say, why are you, why are you pulling over there? The knot is over here. It wouldn't understand the process. It would just have to say nevertheless at that word. Are you following me? If you want this dimension... This is what's about to happen. God's going to tell you, I was going to say to do something, but really he's going to tell you to give something up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a little testimony when I tell you this process. Just do it. Naaman, give up your idea of how they're supposed to go, what lake you're supposed to be in, who's supposed to come out and talk to you. Just do it. Peter, give up your ideas that you know more about fish than the one who made them. Just do it. Don't do it to get rich or to get healed. Do it to make him smile. Are you following me? That's important because... If you do it for the result, the devil will show you a situation that make it look like the result's not coming, then you'll grow weary. But if you just do it because he asks you to, then it don't, it don't matter if it ever works or not. He asked me to. Just do it. It's not the thing. He's untangling you. That little thing is going to pull something loose. It's going to free something up that's going to qualify you for the higher dimension in the kingdom. I said, Lord, I need more favor on my life. I've heard, I know men walk in favor. I've been around people who walk in favor. And I don't feel like I'm experiencing favor like that. He said, what time do you get up? I said, 6.15 or so. 
He said, get up at 5.15 and come spend time with me. Man. Yes, sir. I don't know what that's going to do. Half the time I fell back asleep. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I fell back asleep. He said, that's all right. You came. Start to work. I started to see results. I said, Lord, is this? Oh, by the way, then after 5.15, he said, actually, you need to get up at 4.15 and work out. There's a certain amount of energy you need in your body that you ain't got to have favor like this. Think of the people you know who have favor. They have life in their body. You tired. But then he told me something deeper because most of that's natural. He said, let me tell you, son, what happened in the spirit. Now, this is after six months of obeying. He don't tell you why when he tell you. But what he's doing is forming you. He said, how did you decide when to get up before? I said, well, I got up in time, you know, to get to work. He said, oh, so the work told you when to get up. That means the work is your source. You can't get paid more than the work pays. Whatever peace you get from the work, that's the peace you're going to have. Whatever joy you're going to get from the work, that's the joy you're going to have. He said, now this, this is me. He, what he tell you might be different. You understand what I'm saying? He said, when you chose to get up when I said so, you just gave me master of your day. So now you can get paid what I say. Now you can get however much peace I can give. Now you can have however much joy I can give because you let me command your morning instead of your work. I didn't know that's what was happening. He just was unraveling. And sometimes the cord never looks untangled till it's untangled. And somebody say, pull on that end. And you pull and shoot. What he's going to ask you is going to be simple. You're gonna, you, you might respond like name and like, that ain't going to fix nothing. What he told me to give up was morning sleep. That's what he told me to give up. I like my morning sleep. I'm a night person. It's hard for me to go to sleep that early. But it's easy for me to sleep. You understand what I'm saying? He don't ask you. Now, that might be easy. You might already get up at that time. That, well, that means that ain't what he's going to ask you. <laughs> you think, oh, yeah, I can get up. I'd be up anyway. Well, that probably ain't what he's going to ask you. <laughs> so this year he said you got to give up chicken, pork, and beef. All right, that's another thing. But the process start to open up dimensions where certain problems, I'm telling you, they just dissolved. They just disappeared. They just reconciled 
to the point that it doesn't exist in my life anymore. Now, I'm not telling you something I figured out through cleverly reading the Bible. You follow me? I'm telling you what I'm living. And if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. Let's pray. Receive this, Lord, right now. We put upon a people of God the grace for new dimension, the grace for higher dimensions in your kingdom. Lord, right now their ears are open. I believe the Holy Spirit is talking. If you want this, he's telling you, here's what you do. It's not going to be complicated. It's not going to be something you got to figure out. It's simple. Lord, right now, my belief is that they're going to say yes and they're going to do it as faithfully as they can. God, not for condemnation, for opportunity. Not to judge them, but to deliver them. Lord, right now we look forward to the testimonies by which along with the blood of the Lamb we overcome. We're about to hear about new dimensions in your kingdom. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.